Geocache Talk. Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you are watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for our opening and our featured as well as new patrons, Huey250, Kenny Mason Maddie, Four Lunsfords, Geocache, RX Wranglers, Railroad, Mustard Devil, Adi Olson, Autumn EB, Team Monroe's, Jokerus, Skippy Teddy83, and Casper, Casper Fly, and Retired Guy. Hey, how about that? If you'd like to become a patron, Oh, by the way, did you notice what I did there, Jesse? I combined them all together because I was at the end of the list. There you go. So next week we we'll go back to the top, but we had them all at the bottom, so I figured I'd just... <laughs> hey, if you didn't them. murder any of the names, that's what's more important. I don't know. I kind of messed up uh, a little bit, maybe. Joke, Joker us. Joke. Yeah, okay. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, click on the Become a Patron part on the front page of the geocache talk website or head on over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get the now famous blackout coin. Jesse's is in his car. But um, I have my green one and I have my gold one. So no, that's good. There you go. Good man. Good man. Uh, other geocaching items during the year. Bonus content. We got a lot of bonus content. We'll cover that here in the news. Invites to special events. We'll also cover that in the news. Only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as Bison Tube level. That's just $3 a month. Well, let's get right into this show. It's going to be a fun one tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, show 216. We welcome back to the show Doug McCray. Doug, welcome back to Geocache Talk. Thank you. It's great to be here. You know, um, I went back and looked uh, for just for fun and uh, found uh, you've actually uh, we've had you on uh, three times. This will be the third time, but but actually for you and I, it's been four. We did one on the old cash and release show with Michael Miller back in long time ago. Long time ago, yeah, that was uh, January of 2016, and so. Uh, Anyway, that was that's fun to reminisce a little bit. Um, got a lot of folks in the chat room. Please ask your questions. Um, so, <laughs> Tom, that's not true. The news is not <laughs> just for patrons, but there are notes in there uh, we'll get to. So, oh, Jason, good to see you. Jason is in Australia. He is in Monday. So um, hopefully Monday is going well in the future. We always joke about it's the future. So He's watching this on rerun right now. He's watching it on a future. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about 
some news and I've got something new for the news. I got something. Is it breaking news if I do? Okay, never mind. There you go, Jesse. Not. I know. I like it. I like it a lot. You can't use the breaking news every week. We can't unless we actually have breaking news. And then that probably means something bad because not that much good stuff happens every single week. So <laughs> this is just regular news. Uh, we'll start. And with I have the- to apologize to everybody. The smoke is still thick here, so I don't have a cold for four weeks in a row. It's because of the smoke. So yeah, it's still bad in California. I mean, uh, well, California and Colorado. Yeah, yeah, both of us. Sometimes it intermingles and it just it just keeps just keeps going. So it's a mess. Um, so September. Sponsor is still right in the rain. Right in the rain. Um, paper. There you go. Mm-hmm. We have a promo code from right in the rain called, and the promo code is geocache. Yeah. Showing it on the screen for the audio listeners. Yep. So promo code is geocache. If you use that in the month of September, you get 30% off. And if you're clever and work your work, the deals on right in the rain.com, you can get, sometimes up to 50% off. So this is a good month to purchase right in the rain materials, paper, pens, all that good stuff. So thank you again, right in the rain for being, being our sponsor. Uh, We still need some more blog entries. Um, uh, Angie's still collecting and trying to get some to use other than Jesse's. Because we don't want to use Jesse's if we if we can avoid. They're terrible. It. So no, they're not they're not that bad. Even with, even with all her fixing it up, they're still terrible. So send your blog. Even if you don't have a full blog, you just have an idea. Uh, contact Jan again. <laughs> contact Angie. Her she goes by Janji because it's her and her husband John and Angie. So it's Janji. JangieGoWest at gmail and. Angie will get with you and she will work out your blog. We have one sent in the other day. That's cool. That's good. You can't tell me people don't have stories. We're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic where you're getting locked down and wearing masks, everything else. And we're still going out cashing. I know people have stories. So send them in. There you go. Uh, Patron party is is Tuesday. Because we have, Book club tomorrow night. Yeah, book club is tomorrow night. I, I should have let you go to that one first. That sequentially would have been correct. Um, You're just trying so, to skip over my book club. I see how I'm not. Goes. I'm not trying. Not trying to do that. I missed it. Got ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, book club. <laughs> yeah, book, book club, club tomorrow night. night. We're continuing on. We'll go through this one. We'll pick another one. We'll keep going. Uh, we we do tend to follow a theme lately, but we're going to deviate from it. But they're all caching or closely caching related books. So it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Tomorrow night, same time. Everybody's got the information. The zoom will come out to everybody. So, but then, then the patron party. So go ahead. Patron party is Tuesday, 8 PM. Um, we will be sending the patrons a link. It's not going to be Streamyard. We're going to do zoom so we can sort of interact together. So that'll be different, but we do have, giveaways and trivia and giveaways and announcements that I can't talk about tonight, or I got to wait two more days before I can spill the beans and giveaways. Did I mention giveaways? We have giveaways. Giveaways. Yeah. And probably some announcements. 
Yeah, and I can't even talk about the announcements. I've been banned. Yeah, that's right, because they're wacky schemes, but we're going to try to make it happen anyway. So, absolutely. It's more than we could even get into tonight, even if you could spill the beans tonight, which you can't. I can't. Can I? Can I? Well, okay, I'll wait. Look, here you go. <laughs> Sherry says she's two books behind. It's okay, <laughs> Sherry. Just show up anyway. We'll still Sherry. talk about it and we'll still have fun, and then we'll get caught up on the next book. So, come on in. Yeah. You're welcome to. Uh, Christy is furiously reading the book to get caught up in the other room for tomorrow night. So she just started today, so she'll get caught up. Um, but it's okay. It'll work. Uh, real quick, the next two weeks, uh, next week, we have Alexandra Boylan is come is back. Um, we're going to talk about geocaching in, in media. We're going to revisit that topic. Uh, she has a new film out. And I'm sure she's tired of me asking her about being in the movie Thor, but I still bug her about it because I'm a fanboy. But anyway, uh, we'll talk about some other things too. People will get people. We'll do. We'll do. It'll make it fun. Trust me. I'll. I'll. I'll get off the. Wow, you were in the movie, right? And she goes, "Yes." And I go, "Cool." <laughs> yeah, that's not much of an interview. No, that's no, not. No, it isn't. No, we have some. We have some great stuff to talk about next week, and then two mm-hmm. weeks. We're gonna do we're gonna do a show about creative cash builds, not gadgets, because we have a whole show for gadgets. Uh, Gadget talk, which will be back um, a week from Tuesday. But uh, we are gonna talk about creative cash builds, um, and I don't. Uh, we've got uh, Derek Derek uh, Baker Six Clan. Derek Baker's gonna join mm-hmm. in and help me on a couple of those. Um, Jesse is going to be on hiatus. Yep. I'm not going anywhere. I have a family trip to go on. So uh, I'll, I'll be in the middle of nowhere for two shows in a row. Yeah. Jesse's going to be out of pocket for a couple of weeks. And um, so we're Gary to fire me. I'll be back. I'm not sure. fired off the show yet. Or he hadn't told me anyway, but I'm just going on vacation. They want me to do the announcement if you can play the breaking news clip. No, I can't. Yeah, they're trying to trick you into saying something you're not supposed to say. So just wait. You only have a couple more days left and you can give our news out. So, yeah, that's right. All right. All right. That's enough of the, that's enough news. Let's talk to Doug about (laughs) different things. I'll start, let's start Doug with um, the Netflix. Actually, Joshua, the geocaching vlogger, contacted me and goes, Hey, have you seen the new? Uh, Netflix documentary, uh, and he goes, Doug's in it. And I go, Oh, cool! I'll check that out. So uh, I went went and watched it, and uh, it was really good. I like how you start out on a beach. <laughs> great. I do enjoy the beach, but I don't have one anymore. No, well, yeah, I guess ba- I guess Massachusetts doesn't really have a beach you can kind of walk on like you can down in Florida area, but. I thought it was fun. I, I really, I really, I really enjoyed the series. Being a, you know, as I've mentioned before, I mean, I played a lot. Of, I put a lot of quarters in arcades back in the eighties uh, and had in, enjoyed it tremendously. But um, how did this whole Netflix documentary come about? Um, it, it started about two years ago. We got a phone call from a company called. Uh, great big games and a great big story. I had never heard of them before, uh, but they said they were doing a documentary on video games. And we've done quite a few of these in the past where people have called and said, okay, we're doing a story or writing an article or writing a book. 
and a lot of them end up in very uh, uh, distant channels uh, where you generally don't find anybody reading them or watch them or whatever. And they had not disclosed or they might not have even done the deal yet with Netflix uh, to actually show it there. Uh, but they were going to do a show on video game. It was going to be uh, six episodes. Uh, and they wanted to do the story differently, they said, of how they've been done before and really key in on certain aspects of it. And so they said, can we film you? And uh, three of us that worked on uh, Super Missile Attack and Ms. Pac-Man uh, agreed to it and did not really know what it was going to entail. Uh, I thought it was going to be a quick uh, sit in a studio and tell the story. I had done that for CNN two years before mm. uh, in New York, and that was quite an adventure. They had to make sure your hair was perfect. And oh, I remember the first uh, sitting down and they the start the cameras going from four different angles. And about 30 seconds into it, they say, cut, cut. We're going to start all over again. He's got a flyer. You know, what's a flyer? Flyer? It, it means a piece of hair sticking up. And there's some hair artist that's looking at the camera and making oh, sure God. it's proper. And so this, that was my first introduction where everything was perfectly scripted or not scripted, but yeah, thing had to be perfect. Down to the hair. So this film crew uh, said, no, no, we, we'd like to actually film you in your natural environment. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm not really an animal. I don't know exactly my natural environment. Natural environment. Out in the middle of nowhere trying to find a cache? Maybe that's what he... Well, well I, I'll talk about that in a minute. I, I tried <laughs> dragging him out caching because I wanted the film crew to actually see geocaching. Maybe oh, wow. That's cool. Um, but so they wanted to film me in my natural environment, and they thought I still lived in Boston. And I said, no, I live in Florida. Uh, I you know, I have a place in Boston. I'll be up there every now and then. Yeah. Uh, they said, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we'll, we'll be happy to fly down to Florida, uh, and we'll spend several days filming it. And so the, the uh, film crew of four uh, flew down to Florida, and for two days they shot footage of me talking, telling stories and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I had absolutely no clue where the story was going to go, uh, where the TV show was going to go. Right. And quite frankly, I don't think they did either. <laughs> uh, that they just wanted raw footage and they would edit it uh, later. And it is impressive, the editing that they can do. Uh, in, in terms of if they spend enough time making it all come together nicely. Yeah. I, I thought they were going to potentially take a lot of things out of context. And I was going to look really bad, uh, but they, they pulled pieces together. They, they only had footage of me playing Miss Pac-Man, but they needed footage of me playing super missile attack mm -hmm. and they used it and no one could tell and things like that. So That's cool. uh, fascinating experience, but they shot a total of seven hours of footage over two days without me having a clue where the story was going. And I don't think they did either. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, uh, it's really good. Uh, it's a really well done to me. It's really, really well done documentary. Like you said, uh, uh, I think you made a note or mentioned that, um, you know, it's a good introduction to how to teach, teach the kids or the younger, younger folk about the eighties or try to explain to them about the eighties. And, I thought it was really, uh, really well done. I, I um, uh, you know, I appreciate uh, having your two 
um, compadres on with you. Uh, not, I mean, on the documentary. I mean, I'm not sure where they are in the world, but uh, I think they did a great job uh, telling their sort of part of the story. And um, I was, uh, I, I always stops me down when they talk about the, the lawsuits and, and what cracked me up is, and I, and we've talked about this before, but I guess I'd never really asked you about, um, about, we, I, we talked a little bit about the lawsuits, but the, the part about your dad, uh, <laughs> where your dad contacted you. So tell people what the, uh, when you, when your dad first found out you were being sued and, and what he was, what he asked you about. Well, we, when we started selling, um, the super missile attack kits. Right. And this is where uh, we are uh, uh, college seniors. We had opted not to go to Fort Lauderdale on spring break, but instead, instead be geeks and uh, try designing a enhancement kit to a video game. And we started selling them. Um, we had made roughly a quarter million dollars as college students and then got notification that we are being sued by Atari Corporation uh, for $15 million, uh, $5 million uh, against our company, $5 million against me, and $5 million against my partner. And as you can see in the Netflix video, uh, the, uh, one of my partners, his reaction was, bring it on. Yeah. And the other uh, engineer, Mike Horowitz, uh, well, he had just gotten married and going, I just joined this company and they're getting sued. Uh, right. And these guys are saying, bring it on. <laughs> um, but uh, what I talk about uh, in the show was that uh, my father read the news story coming across the Wall Street broad tape at the time uh, mm -hmm. saying that General Computer of Wayland, Massachusetts has been sued for $5 million dollars as has Doug McRae. And he put me out on the phone. You know, he goes, so Doug, no. two questions. Are you going to win this lawsuit? And two, do you have 5 million I don't know about that you can pay this if you lose? And I kind of laughed and, uh, you know, uh, things were not that real in life anyway uh, at the time. Uh, we actually made that money. Uh, we looked and go, that was kind of a fun game, uh, earning it all. Uh, things were moving so fast. We were not even thinking about it. Yeah. It's crazy, uh, you know, and and yeah, it's just it's a it's it's a it's very well done. If you haven't seen it, you know, definitely definitely check out the Netflix series. Uh, we uh, just and I did think of some other things we've never really asked you about or, or talked about. I, I want to get on now very soon. Go ahead. Just a second, I, I think I may be causing some trouble here. I'm just looking over the chat room. Uh, if rules about drinking beer change here, or am I supposed to know something <laughs> time I pick it up? All right, so there's there, we were talking about this beforehand. There's actually a drinking game that the patrons came up with during the show. And one thing that we often say because we're always not supposed to release information, and Gary's the main culprit of that, <laughs> that's for another show, so a topic for another show. And that has over the last couple of years, that has become a even in fact, there's a, there's a glass that exists off of it too. <laughs> another uh, chat room member made and uh, been an ongoing game. So when we all took a drink about at the same time, they were, they were wondering if they uh, were not on the new drinking game rules. So <laughs> <laughs> The rules are, there are no rules. Got it. <laughs> um, 
No, so it's far, before we uh, – not that Netflix needs us to plug anything about the show, but I would encourage everybody that hasn't seen this yet. Um, and this is almost sounds embarrassing to say on tonight's show, but I was not a video game guy as a kid. Uh, I played video games like a normal person. I played some, but I was terrible at them. Probably the reason why I didn't get into them is because I had a little brother, and he destroyed me at every game we ever played. So that was kind of embarrassing for this. You know, I was almost six years older than him. Um but whether you're in a video game now, I remember them and I played them all, you know, growing up, but I, I sucked at them. But I would say the series is a great flashback for everybody. Even if you don't know, like if you're, you're like, well, I don't know that much about video games. It doesn't matter. The series is a good series because it's a flashback and the whole story is interesting either way. And obviously the fact that we know somebody's on there makes it even more fun. But it's a really well done series about just everything that kind of evolves and it's it's you don't have to be like super video game person to to really enjoy the series. So not again, not that Netflix needed us to plug that, but I just want to let everybody know it's a really fun series. Whether you're a uh, you know a video game person or not, you don't have to have a deep video game knowledge to really enjoy this this documentary. Well, Jesse, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I was not particularly good at playing video games either. And my story on that was my wife's best friend uh, from college uh, could play Ms. Pac-Man. And at one time we had a contest to see who could put up a higher score. Uh, but she had played it all through high school uh, because they had one in their house growing up. And she got very good at it. So the competition was actually me playing with my right hand and I'm right-handed and her playing with her toes, sitting on a bar stool. Toes. <laughs> and I lost. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. That's that's great. That's, that's that, I haven't ever been in that situation, but I, I'll know now not to let anybody challenge me with their toes because they'll probably actually still beat me. So that, would and be that was not on Netflix. So this is exclusive content for you guys. Content, yeah, right there. You heard it here first. Uh, breaking news. Wait, let me play the breaking news thing. No, no. Okay. Break. Break. Okay, I won't play the breaking news. Okay, never, never mind. Um, all right. So I want, that's funny. So I want to play. I want to play a couple things, and then yes, we have a couple. I wouldn't say weird, but a couple questions we never asked. But I do want to play and show because uh, I ran across these the other day, and I I thought they were just hysterical. So I got to show these. All right, here we go. Hey, Joey, what's she really like? She's the most exciting woman I ever met. Yeah. Atari introduces the woman of the year, Ms. Pac-Man. Just like the arcade classic, four different game screens, floating fruit, even pretzels. Honey, don't you know? <laughs> So that commercial ran when we released the 2600 cartridge through Atari. Right. 100 was the uh, basic home system back then. Right. And that ran um, uh, right coming up to Christmas, 1983. Yeah. And I think it was uh, the ad that Christmas that had the most money spent on it. Really? Uh, and you can see the production quality of it, right? Yeah. High <laughs> oh, quality. High man. quality. It still holds up today. It looks like a modern commercial. What do you it still holds up today. I don't think so. All right. And then that, 
Even yeah, that, was, that was not Liza Minnelli. It was not uh, Ethel Merman. Uh, it was just an actress that sang. Wasn't Doug. He wasn't the singer. No, it was not me either. <laughs> so, so Tom says he's craving rice aroni because I remember the remember those the the San Francisco treat. Yeah. Oh, so roni. See the the jingle works. The pack yeah. with a bow. So, all right, one last one. I got to play this because it's. I found it. And it was like this is really weird because it doesn't really. Well, you'll see why. Sister. See that commercial makes the cartoon very awkward. <laughs> yeah, that, that commercial ran in Australia, and uh, I had not until this evening noticed that they refer to Ms. Pac-Man as Pac-Man's big sister. Yeah, and if you pay attention to the storyline that goes along with Ms. Pac-Man. Uh, in the third intermission of the game, uh, they eventually, Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man, get together after chasing each other around and have a baby. So probably not brother and sister. Uh, and then eventually the whole Pac family gets born. Uh, so uh, no, that was not Pac-Man's sister, or at least I hope not. <laughs> they just made up their own version. It's okay. <laughs> big thing. So uh, I had thought of one. Jesse's got one we'll talk about. So my first one I, I thought about was because I was doing extra research because uh, I was kind of getting reviewed myself ready for uh, for the show. And I had forgotten about Pac-Man cereal. And I thought, what if Doug made a, little, a few dollars off the Pac-Man cereal? <laughs> and... I did not set you up on this question. You came up with this no, on your own. And I, uh, I told you I could talk about that for about five hours. It's not a yes or no question. Right. Um, the, the time that we came out with uh, Ms. Pac-Man and before that Super Missile Attack, which we yeah. talked about in the documentary, right. copyright law and intellectual properties uh, outside of books and magazines was brand new. It's wild, wild west. No one knew how to protect things that were being designed, particularly audio video. Um, movies were not particularly difficult to protect because they're being shown at theaters. The, you know, VCRs were just coming out and video games were just coming out. And really no one knew who owned a audio visual presentation. And so when Atari uh, was releasing video games back in 1980, 1981, they were putting a C with a circle around it for copyright on it, an right. Atari. But right next to it, they were putting a P and a circle around it for phonographic copyright. <laughs> and at the time, no one knew what it was. It was just a P with a circle around it. And yet all the other game companies started putting that on their games also, a phonographic copyright. And it was later explained to me uh, by the chief uh, general counsel of Atari uh, over a couple of beers is he made that up. Uh, th there was no such thing as a phonographic copyright, but copyright law at the time covered words in a book. And that's all it really covered. 
Right. So at the time they were trying to have copyright law extend into the source code of a computer program and not even the object code necessarily. And, and suddenly you're getting these characters that you might be able to get a trademark on, but you know, what did you actually own? And so when we came out with uh, Ms. Pac-Man, it was originally called Crazy Auto and then working together with uh, the company of Chicago, Bally Midway, it turned into actually Pac-Girl, Pac-Woman, pa Mrs. Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, and then eventually Ms. Pac-Man, uh, all within about a month of uh, releasing it. Right. The, the character was created and the game started shipping and the intellectual properties were never well tied down. Um, two years later, we are in court on what was uh, got nicknamed the maternity suit because Pac-Baby and Junior Pac-Man had been born. The Saturday morning cartoon was running. Uh, there was a pack dog running around, pack professor, pack everything. You can get pack, pack uh, lunch boxes, and as you say, Pac Man and Miss Pac Man cereal. And no one was really sure exactly what rights there were. Uh, we looked at it and said, "Well, we created the mother. The mother is the center of everything. So obviously, we have at least half rights in the kid." Right. And you would have gotten the pack dog if if you did not have a kid. Why would you bother getting the dog? Right. And we had a judge listening to this. He's a U U.S. District Court judge listening, holding his head and going, I can't believe I'm listening to all this as you guys argue about these little yellow things running around on the screen. But it was the very early days about trying to determine what was valuable and how do you protect it. And later on uh, in the Netflix uh, uh, episodes, uh, they talk about Donkey Kong coming out and the whole suit about King Kong and Donkey yeah. Kong. And they, right. they had taken the concept, but was it protectable? And right. that was also another fascinating story. So going back to the serial and your question, yeah. um, I don't know. Uh, the courts said, yes, we do have rights. And the settlement was rather than trying to figure out whether we got paid on some underwear or some toothbrush or whatever that had it, we got paid to keep things simple, a nice rate on the top 30 merchandising items. Oh, okay. Uh, and I don't think cereal made the top 30, but I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. But now Jesse's one though, that, that'd probably be top 30. Well, yeah, the cartoon, did that make the top 30? Um, I think it did. Uh, so yeah, some royalties were probably paid to us on that. Um, all, all this over that start, and it's obviously it's in the series or whatever, but who, who'd have thought? Obviously, you didn't think that this would ever be a discussion. You'd be in court talking about a digital kid and dog when you made the, the original enhancement to the game, right? Oh, so many people look back and say, oh, you must have realized you were doing this and that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been uh, put in quite a few different books how we had successfully brought females into playing video games. And if you watch the first episode on Netflix, there's this yeah. implication that up until Pac-Man came out, it was entirely males. And that Pac-Man pulled people in, but many people have written articles saying, oh, it was the clever people that came up with Ms. Pac-Man targeted specifically at females. We go, uh, no, uh, that's not really what we were doing at the time. We had never given it any thought. 
Um, but uh, so looking back on it, you know, we, we, we never thought of these characters as becoming so big and did not figure out that we were targeting a different audience or whatever. We were just trying to make a great video game. So a couple questions came in, and I'm trying to catch back up with them. Somebody uh, liked that you dropped a couple names of Miss Pac-Man. What were those names you dropped, the original names that they were? The game started off uh, before we actually had the full rights to it, uh, or rights to do it, uh, working with Valley Midway. Uh, the game started off being called Crazy Auto, and it was a Pac-Man with legs and an eye, uh, a different looking eye and whatever. And he would actually turn as he went and uh, climb and whatever, yeah. uh, but still through the same mazes. And when we uh, went out to Chicago and pitched the fact that we had, in effect, version two of Pac-Man, and their eyes lit up and realized they did not even have a follow-on game for it, and they were going to have to start laying off their production lines, uh, their eyes lit up and said, Oh, sequel. And as soon as we said sequel, we started playing with names. And um, we actually engineered each of these to, to the point we have the old ROMs that uh, have the games on it of being uh, Pac Woman, who had long red flowing hair, right. like by the president of Namco in Japan, going, No, we don't want someone with red hair. I don't know why, but. Uh, What's wrong? We, well, the color palette we had was yellow, blue, and red. Uh, oh, okay. For Pac-Man, you, you had three colors to work with uh, plus right. transparency. Uh, so the, the character is going to be yellow. Uh, so she could either have red hair or uh, uh, blue hair. And those are really our only choices. So we got rid of the hair uh, <laughs> and went with a bow and went with lips. and a yeah. um, So uh, we went to Pac-Woman and then uh, we switched over to uh, Miss Pac-Man, M-I-S-S. And we got near putting into production when someone said, whoa, whoa, the animation I just talked about in between the fifth screen yeah. and the sixth screen shows Pac-Man and whatever this character is about to be named, the female one, uh, having a baby. And back then, having one out of wedlock was totally unacceptable, except for maybe Murphy Brown. Uh, but right. it, it was not to be done. And so Miss got thrown out and it went to Mrs., and uh, right at the last moment, uh, Mike Horowitz's wife, uh, Mike is also on Netflix, uh, on yeah. the show, uh, said, no, we're not, we're not going with Mrs. In this time and age, it is Ms. Ms. She dictated it, and we went with Ms. Worked out. You know. It's perfect. Well, because, uh, I mean, obviously the morals in video games have stayed just like that ever since. Oh, of course they have. No problems, you know. Um, so I know we need to get on to geocaching, but we had two other questions I want to get real quick. So somebody asked, uh, what is a pack as part of the Pac-Man? Um, Pac, uh, started off as Puckman over in Japan. Um, uh, the designer of the original Pac-Man game, uh, claims he was eating pizza one day and had a slice out of it and called it Puck, or to eat in Japanese, and uh, called it Puckman. And as you can imagine, when they went to market in the United States, they quickly changed it from Puckman to Pac-Man, right. uh, just be safe uh, and not have it mispronounced or anything. So, <laughs> yeah. Some people are guessing. Maybe you ought to play with that one a little bit. Playable alien character. I think a bunch of guesses, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty uh -huh. funny. 
And then I don't understand what this question is. So I'm going to ask it directly. Um, they said, was there something hidden in the Atari Pac-Man game? Like I'm assuming Easter eggs, stuff like that. Uh, not that we shipped with. Uh, we, uh, we unfortunately were extremely tight on ROM space and uh, the fun stuff had to be pulled out so we could ship. Uh, there was, if, if you're familiar with the animations, uh, there are three animations or interstitial screens. Right. Uh, when you finish off two racks, you get to see one and take a break and it's an intermission. Yeah. The first one has Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man meeting. The second one has them chasing each other on the screen entitled The Chase. And the third one is called Junior, where a stork flies overhead and drops off a baby. <laughs> We did at one point have screen two and a half, and you could imagine what the two characters did when they came on the screen. Uh, but that never got close to shipping. <laughs> Probably a good plan. Yeah. Had to be removed. All right. Wow. Uh, all right. So let's. It is a weird year, but let's talk about. Um, if you're about to make the transition, let me just go yes, back go ahead. to the film crew. The film yeah. crew. After the seven hours of shooting about uh, Ms. Pac-Man, yeah. we'd shoot two, two and a half hours of geocaching. And I really hope at some point they may use that film. Wow, uh, we had some extra time and they were asking, so what do you do with your life? Right. Well, I'm embarrassed to tell you, but I'll talk about geocaching. <laughs> and so I explained it to them on film. Uh, I took them out to get four caches. Um, I, we had discussed this on day one. And so for day two, uh, I already had it prearranged. Um, rather than trying to have uh, a whole film crew move all their equipment uh, out into hiding places and whatever, I brought them all onto my property. Uh, and so I had a gadget cache, I had a magnetic key case, and uh, a couple of others. And they shot a lot of good footage. Wow. Uh, I really hope at some point they'll dig it out and go, oh, well, maybe. We'll start a uh, documentary on geocaching. I doubt it, but uh, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, see, see, Jesse, a documentary can be done. We were in, that's what we're going to debate about next week. But uh, Jesse, I doubt sure. that Doug falls into my camp. He said he doubts it'll be done. So I'm just, <laughs> hey, I'm deferring to Doug on this one. He was, he was there for it. I guess, yeah. Well, that would be cool. It really would be cool. But uh, all right. Well, before we do that, real quick. Um, Doug, you got to show off your cool shirt for everybody because they can only see part of it. So go ahead and stand up and show them the. I love it. You you could sell a thousand of those right now, man. That's really cool. I love it. The uh, Force Ghosts. You've got the Star Wars, and you've got uh, the Ghost. Uh, the Ghost. There were several ghosts. Now, yeah. Doug, on the obviously the each each of the. Uh, each of them had a name, but they, when they turn blue, they don't change names, right? They kept, but you couldn't tell their, you couldn't tell which one was which at that point. Correct. So they, uh, there are four different ghosts in Pac-Man, Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde. Right. And never heard, never figure out why Clyde. But when we came out with uh, Ms. Pac-Man, we kept Inky, Blinky, and Pinky but we renamed Clyde or created a new uh, yeah. ghost called Sue and Sue, Sue is my sister. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> a ghost is the wrong term. Back then they were called monsters. 
That's uh, true. Yeah. I got to name a monster after my sister. It was <laughs> not, it, when the arcade game was out, there were monsters. When uh, the home versions came out, because the hardware was limited to two characters at a time on the screen, the monsters had to flicker. And someone decided that rather than saying they're flickering, they called them ghosts and had a slight transparent aura to them. Gotcha. And so they got renamed ghosts by Atari Marketing. <laughs> hey, that's, so, that's so was Sue happy to be, be named a monster or was she okay with that? Yes and no. Uh, she, she likes her claim to fame. You know, she was you know, uh, famous through it, but she goes, but you named a monster after me? You know, could <laughs> I have, rather than Ms. Pac-Man, could we have Pac-Man and Sue getting together? Right. Could she have been the, yeah, no, no, no. You're like, no, I have to bed to make you a monster. Uh yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's talk a bit about um, you. You got to do some travel this year. Now you had a lot of travel planned, which kind of fell by the wayside. Unfortunately, we'll talk about that here in a minute. But what what were you able to do before? Say uh, was it about April? We had all kind of shut down. What 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 were you able to do? Kind of in the first part of the of the year. Well. 2020, I had set out these great goals that I, uh, you know, I, I wanted to figure out what I could accomplish in geocaching. And with my international travel, I had set uh, a couple of different ones. One is I wanted to get eventually all the year 2000 caches. And uh, I had it planned out that I was going to get all but one uh, this year, year right. 2000. I, I had been to Kenya a couple of times, but I was not going to be able to get over to Kenya and grab that one. Uh, but I was going to clean up uh, New Zealand, Australia, and California, uh, where I still have a couple. Um, and then uh, the other goal was to keep on going on countries. I was up to 131 countries. Uh, I had, I think, 10 or 11 more countries planned for the year 2000. Um, actually, when the pandemic hit, uh, I was on a boat with my family on the Amazon River in uh, Peru. Mm -hmm. And I, I had just the day before gotten the oldest geocache in Peru. Oh, wow. Cool. And uh, we we're a couple days uh, later going to end our tour. The family was all flying back to Miami uh, and then back to our home in Florida. And I was going on to uh, Bolivia and Ecuador to get the oldest geocaches in each of those. And I was actually holding an event, a geocaching uh, event in Bolivia, where uh, Lori Bird uh, from Florida was, uh, who's a uh, American Airlines pilot uh, and a great geocacher, was going to meet up for the event and a couple other people. So we we're going to have an event in Bolivia. Right. And um, started getting texts from my uh, daughter-in-law, my oldest daughter-in-law, who's a doctor and saying, uh, this is getting pretty serious. Uh, and at the time, you know, we were just getting uh, broken information, but right. she's saying they are thinking about closing the border from Europe to United States uh, for planes. And I'm saying if they close that border, they're going to close South America too, or, 
they might not even know the geography and say, well, isn't South America part of Europe or right. <laughs> and I And I could get stuck there. So I canceled that, flew back with the family a day early. Right. Uh, and a couple of days later, uh, Peru shut their borders for a while. Wow. And I would have gotten stuck either in Peru or Bolivia. Um, and right. uh, in there, probably still cashing away. Uh, but um, as, as it turned out, we got back into Florida and uh, went through Miami airport. And at the time there, they were recommending a 14 day quarantine. And this is still in March. Yeah. Uh, for uh, anybody that went through a big airport, I'm going, oh, Miami is one of the worst, particularly yeah. when you're trying to clear immigrations and they got you packed in this hall uh, with everybody else. And so we said, okay, we will self quarantine for 14 days. Um, and we were at the time uh, planning on moving in June to Boston. We said, screw it. These 14 days, we're going to pack up the house. <laughs> uh, Julie jumped in her car, my wife, and I jumped yep. in my car. We drove and eventually our stuff got moved up here. Uh, we drove uh, pretty much nonstop uh, from Florida to Boston. Uh, well, actually not nonstop. I got the I-95 challenge as I drove up. Uh, <laughs> except I screwed up and missed one in Connecticut, so I have to go back still. But, oh, no. Um, but that's easy enough. Yeah. Um, and then we got to Boston and the next 14 days we had to quarantine in Massachusetts yeah. And so we started unpacking during that time. And as everybody has probably done, they got nicely organized closets for the first time ever. I have now all my geocaching stuff organized. I have a bin with all my tubes and a bin with film canisters and a bin with theme containers. And uh, I, I look a little ridiculous right now. <laughs> no, no, we, we all, we all think that's, yeah, we all, we understand it completely. Um Darwolf's asking about a yellow geomobile. <laughs> um, we are going to talk about Doug's car. Uh, it, it has changed since the, the last time we talked, uh, but uh, we will get into that. Speaking of, let me mention uh, before we uh, get a little further is we do have a giveaway, at least one. We've got a couple of others we're going to do as well. Uh, Doug has on his end what he's, he's got some stuff to give away. I do have the, the, now famous Pac-Man coin that we're going to give away tonight. Uh, well, we're going to give it away this week because I'm going to add the audio people in. So I'm showing the Ms. Pac-Man coin. I love the coin, by the way, Doug. Um, we've always talked about it, but just a great looking coin is the. So, yeah, love that. And then um, you have a couple, you have a couple path tags we're going to get sent as well. So we got three items to give away uh, later. We're going to ask some questions. So, um, so, so you, you got moved, um, which of course, you know, that's, that's an, a full event. Cause you went from, wasn't like going down the street. You went from Florida to Massachusetts. Um, so hopefully that didn't, hopefully it went pretty well. I mean, it's always a event. Oh, it, it went actually quite well. When, when we moved to Florida six years ago from Massachusetts, we knew we'd be coming back. Uh, we we uh, went to be there for the final years of my parents' lives. Yeah. And uh, so they have since passed and we were looking to return. Uh, but the driving force behind that was uh, my daughter-in-law uh, ended up doing her uh, residency at Boston Children's Hospital oh. and moving from San Francisco to Boston, 
along with our new granddaughter. Oh, uh, great. And so we're headed back as quickly as possible because we get granddaughter time. And so oh, yeah. that was the driving force. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to switch. I'm going to show um, uh, some of your website, which is which is wonderful. I love popping pop to retiredguy.com. Uh, so let me bring that up and you can kind of talk us through um, the series, which I think is great. Um, retiredguy.com. If everybody needs to check this out later, because you've done a great job Doug, putting this all together, but um, talk a little bit about, uh, we're going to talk about different series, but the freedom trail adventures has really expanded. Um, you know, that's, that's Jesse's uh, as we've talked about before, oh, one yeah. of Jesse's for, to be a, well, Jesse's a where I go nerd. I don't yeah, know how to put it. That's probably accurate. Yes. <laughs> but for Jesse to say that one of his favorite, of course, it's most of the CFO's favorite uh, where I go is on the freedom trail, the where I go there. Well, yeah. Combines history and everything else. The fact what you're about to talk about too, is that you can't, you don't need a better reason to come up there now, but they made one anyway. So that's pretty oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, the freedom trail just on its own is tremendous. We've, we've yeah, outside of geocaching, the location yeah. itself is you can't get much, much more historical in the U S than what oh, we're talking no. about. So. No, it's, it is tremendous. Just walking the trail alone is great, but then to add on a where I go and then um, Doug, talk a little bit about what you guys have been able to do uh, with the, um, the, the sort of your power trail, your uh, adventure lab power trail. Well, so uh, it started off, um, and you're referring to the Where I Go that was put out by a cashier named Bumble, right? Uh, who is somewhat a nemesis of mine because he places all these four, four and a half, and five puzzle caches. And when I try clearing out areas, he is the one I'm always stumbling on. And I enlist my two uh, 30 and 28 year old kids to help me on uh, the cryptography and everything behind them. Right. Uh, they're very, very nasty puzzles. Uh, but in any case, he put out the Where I Go on the Freedom Trail. Yeah. And it's really cool. Uh, the Freedom Trail itself is uh, two and a half, three miles long and brings you through amazing history in Boston. And the Where I Go helped explain it much uh, better and uh, have you, you know, have another purpose for doing it. Uh, when uh, I got issued a, an adventure lab, I kept scratching my head and saying, where's a really good place to do it? And the thing I kept on coming up with was the Freedom Trail, but then it already had a where I go, but not that many people do where I goes. Uh, and it, it was kind of a time commitment to get one cash, but people do it, uh, sure. but not that many. So I started looking and saying, well, is there a spur I could do off of it? Is there some you know other thing to highlight and kind of connect with the history? And so I started talking with Bumble and uh, he said, just put it right on top. And he was fine with that. And so I started talking with other cashers and uh, I think you got the names up right now. Yeah. Six, Bushwhacker, Bob, Blue Eyes and Bugsy, uh, Dr. Morrow and others. And they all said, Hey, I've, I've got this adventure lab too. Uh, I don't know exactly what I want to do with it. I said, all right, I will get on my bike for the next week and go find 45 places along the freedom trail and come up with the questions and the photographs and whatever. All you have to do is sign on to the builder and build it. Right. And we will suddenly have a urban power trail of 45 
uh, Adventure Lab caches uh, that you can go grab and learn about uh, historic Boston. And so uh, we released that about a month ago, and it's really cool. Um, yeah. Even came up with a path tag. I don't know if uh, cool. yep. there you, you go. Know, seen. Yep. Um, oh, I like that. Which matches the yeah. uh, emblems along the way. On the way, yeah. Um, and the, the idea was that these would go out freely to everybody that gets all 45 of the Adventure Lab caches and also the nine uh, uh, associated bonus caches that we would have with it. And the bonus caches are all ready to go. We have some cool containers. Uh, we are still uh, dealing with trying to get permission for the locations. And yeah. I'm on a couple of different Zoom calls with uh, city officials that all are trying to understand what we're trying to do. And I'm still hoping that at some point we'll get those uh, issued. If not, we'll figure out something else. Yeah, um, the very thing you said was brought up in the in the chat room, which uh, Curious KDB uh, brought it up, which is that it's really hard, really hard to get permission nowadays, and the reviewers are sticklers. So, and Curious KDB knows quite well Boston. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but people are enjoying that, um, and uh, yeah, so. Very cool. All right. So yeah, that's a great addition to the trail. And as soon as my wife hears it, we'll be booking a trip back to Boston. She's a history nerd. She, she doesn't care about geocaching much. She cares about history, but this will combine both of them and we'll be back. That'll be great. The, the other series, Doug, that you did are, are there, um, they're still out there. Correct. Uh, and there's a lot of cool, the classic video game series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I've, I've got uh, five series. Uh, beside, uh, the first is the, the Adventure Lab I just talked about. Right. Um, the uh, video game series that I have up in Massachusetts uh, has not been touched for seven years since I left Massachusetts. Right. It is likely to start getting new ones. Uh, it has 20 different video game uh, That's cool. uh, uh, caches. Usually, theme containers or theme locations or themed puzzles uh, to find them. Uh, down in Florida, I had it, uh, a series of 50 different video game caches, and I'll be bringing a lot of those concepts up here. I have the duplicate containers that I was using down in Florida all now neatly put in my closet. I can find them. Uh, so, I will hopefully be releasing those in the Boston area and build it out to roughly those 50 uh, when I get a chance. Uh, the one in Florida, uh, I'm slowly taking down as I have maintenance issues. Uh, right. I'm not trying to maintain them. I've had a couple of people uh, volunteer to maintain them, but because they're all themed containers, they're very difficult to uh, have replacements. So there are um, uh, many arcade games and things like that. And, uh, so shipping right. down to uh, someone to maintain them has been difficult. Right. Uh, the other Florida one, which we've kept up, is uh, the Retired Monkey Challenge Trail. Right. Which is part of the whole re Retired Monkey Trail you're showing right now. Yeah. Uh, and the Challenge Trail is, is by far the, the most interesting part of it. It's got 151 challenge caches all put together. And they were put together by particularly uh, cute little fuzzy monkey who now lives in Texas. Yep. And uh, myself. And we have very, very different caching styles. So we could come out with um, 
very difficult challenges uh, because of my world travel and his uh, desire to streak and get huge quantities uh, in days and things like that. Sure. Uh, and so we created those. Most of them were created before the moratorium. And so uh, I think we right. desperately want to keep them alive uh, because mm -hmm. they have got a lot of fun, creative concepts. Sure. Uh, even before the moratorium, we had every, every single one had a verification uh, checker, thanks to uh, a Boston casher up here, Sloth96, who right. helped get uh, all those checkers done. And he even has a verification page that you can pull up this page and it will tell you all 151 and which ones you already qualify and which ones you don't. Oh, so that's cool. All the legwork for you. Yeah. So sure. that's one is a power trail. And once every two to three months, uh, someone will contact me ahead of them running it and say, I'm going to run it. And on the web page, I say, if, if you're going to up for doing maintenance, let me know. And I ship them a box of the preforms and the logs and zip ties and other replacement stuff. And uh, none are supposed to be difficult to find, as most power trails are. Sure. So uh, they carry all the spares. And if one needs help or they can't find it, they replace them. And so the maintenance on that has stayed pretty good, uh, good. because of that. That's cool. Um, and then back to Boston, I have two series yeah. that I created uh, six, seven, eight, and 10 years ago. Uh, the uh, video game one, which I talked about, and then right. I also have Great Chefs of Boston. Right. Um, I am part owner in a couple of Boston restaurants, and I wanted to start highlighting different chefs in the area. Which is cool. And so... Uh, those are often more urban because the restaurants are. Uh, and it's been fascinating that many of the chefs in 10 years, obviously, have moved on to three different new restaurants since uh, they were mentioned in this. Right. <laughs> I made the choice not to be updating them each time, but to talk about where they were when the cash was published. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. Great video game south. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so in, 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 in we go th as we go through the, the website, <clears throat> a couple of things that I really love. I love that um, you've kept up with how you're, how you are doing on things like souvenirs. Um, that's always fun to look to, to really notice I mean, a couple of your tours that you did. Um, I, I like how you've, you put in your, your trips, um, you know, finding the oldest here, here, Jesse, here's a good way to, uh he did a uh, you guys did a good job of of planning out some of the oldest you know finding the oldest in nebraska missouri oklahoma arkansas tennessee mississippi that was kind of a, a good way to put it and you even put in there how many times or you know where, where, where all you went and uh i like the <laughs> six miles by boat <laughs> that's the, the you, you know where i was headed on that one <laughs> georgia yeah <laughs> Yeah, take a boat somewhere in Georgia. Yeah, you got to to get the to 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 wrap up that one. But uh, yeah, I'm By sorry. The way, I also did put together a website for Captain Jim. So if anybody is uh, trying to get to the cache in Georgia, we're talking about. Uh, you can go to Captain Jim. I forget his actual web address. I put up a quick one so that people would know how to get to the island uh, and contact him. Oh, cool. Very good. Yes. Um, Love all the and I mean I could talk about all these tonight, but I, I was going to mention about the the souvenirs. Um, I think it's down further. 
Uh, I am a total souvenir junkie. Um, yeah, I was going to say, we'll come back to this, but the souvenirs is, is fascinating. Let me see where I can find the souvenirs. Where'd they go? So I, I one, of, one of the rewarding things of uh, during the quarantine is I am still racking up souvenirs at times leaving the house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> once a month, uh, HQ releases a new um, uh, souvenir for a country. And because of my world travels, I usually have that uh, country. So um, e each third Wednesday or whatever it is, I quickly look and go, did I get another souvenir? <laughs> uh, my count's up to 342 because I just uh, got India last month and Gibraltar this month. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's that's so great. Gibraltar. I mean, we, we kind of forget about some of the small countries or um, different places, territories and such. Um, you know, uh, that's that, that it, it is amazing. I'm, and I'm, I'm glad that that, you know, HQ is putting out all the you know, it takes time, but they're getting all the they're getting all the different countries uh, out there placed. So, well, they're, yeah. they're they're kind of killing me at times when uh, I, I was thinking that in 2020 uh, I was going to have all countries that they had souvenirs for done with the exception of Cuba. Right. And I didn't try figuring out, okay, can I, you know, fly off to Cuba for a weekend? Uh, and it's not the easiest thing, but it can be done. Um, and then uh, the quarantining hit or the uh, stay at home order, whatever you want to call it. And I've started falling behind. So I'm now down two, three, four countries. Uh, and once I open back up, I'm going to have an interesting itinerary for my wife of trying to say, oh, yeah, yeah, this is our vacation, really. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny that, you know, with, with everything you've been into and your challenges and all, and all the, the series and everything else, that you're excited about souvenirs. We, we always find it fascinating what part of geocaching people like. And you hear people that never even look at souvenirs. You hear people that, yeah, I've got some or, you know, I don't know how many I have, but I did this many for a challenge or whatever, you know, but you like them. Not only do you like them, but you you're interested in them and you focus on them on your page. And it's just that's just one of those fascinating things that geocaching has like eight million data points. Yeah. And people tend to focus not not that that's your main focus, but the fact that you highlighted it, that's that's always interesting. What people are are fascinated with within the game. Oh, as we all get serious in the game, we find something silly to get excited about, and each of us have our own silliness. And it, it's difficult to explain why souvenirs drive you, but it's no different from why someone has a streak that's gone 10,000 days getting geocaches or whatever it might be, uh, or uh, why the Mass 351 challenge is so big here in Massachusetts, uh, or I guess Texas, you, you guys have uh, the county challenge. Or right. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's fascinating watching certain things grab attention and go, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> E.T. Highway, we were talking about Jesse, I want to do once, no more than that, but yeah. one time. One time for that experience, and that's enough. You want to go race down the, the backwoods of Nevada and find a cache every 528 feet and, and jump back in the car and keep on going for. For like five days straight. But, you know, <laughs> hey, it sounds like a fun thing to do once. Once. Well, my, my ET Highway experience was really funny because um, we were trying to get uh, a team of eight together 
in two different cars, mm-hmm. uh, which I highly recommend from a safety point of view, if nothing else, because sure. you do get remote areas and uh, a single car uh, is not always great. And we had trouble filling it. Uh, so I brought some non-geocaching friends or ones that had you know, 50 or 100. Right. And I remember first proposing them and the very, very serious ones looking up their stats and go, you realize they've only found 50 geocaches and they want to go on the ET highway. You've got to be kidding. Perfect. <laughs> no, 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 they really do. And uh, I explained it to them. And, uh, <laughs> they came along, had a great time. And uh, yes, they, we all come back and we, we still tell stories of that trip and we can't figure out what was exciting about it. You know, <laughs> it was great. You know, 16 hours in the desert finding in a single day running around and <laughs> Hopefully nobody got hurt and no cows were hit. <laughs> we, we, well, one was even a nurse that we brought, you know, oh, uh, perfect. A non-geocaching, uh, but she was a nurse and she made sure that we drank enough water each day and was right. carefully going, yep, you haven't had enough water yet. Keep drinking. Keep going. <laughs> it's, it's always good to fill the medic position on your team. When you're going yeah. out, you need somebody, even if they're not a nurse, you need somebody that can fill that position. Yeah. Um, Another thing I it's fascinating, and I know Jesse will will definitely want to uh, comment on this. Is something that Doug, I know you're kind of a little bit focused on, which is like you said was the the year the year one caches um, in really around the world. But you're you're doing a great job getting yeah, the year ones. I, I out of frustration, you're showing the uh, page right now where I have the active. Uh, uh, year 2000 geocaches listed. Right. And you can see where my intentions were for the year 2000. I have uh, for, for the year 2020 of what yeah. I'm going to do. I've marked the yellow ones that I had a trip all planned. I was going to go get them. Um, and uh, the trips are all now a bust. So yeah. uh, Rift Valley uh, is still white. I was not going to get to it, but uh, the yellow ones were all planned out, ready to go. And I was hoping to finish the year with uh, the Kenya cache as potentially the last one I had to get to and then go get that uh, in 2021. But uh, at some point I have to update this uh, and uh, uh, mark those back as don't have yet and don't have any plans for. Yeah. Oh, sad. Yeah. Cause you had some Australia's on there. Cause we have a lot of Australia uh, listeners and, and viewers of the show. Um, but um you don't have you don't have many, uh, like you I said. You've got know. Rift Valley uh, in the U.S. You've got Labyrinth Canyon in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Which um, looks you had, yeah, plans for Queensland in Australia was on the list. Uh, Orange County stash was November eight. Um, that you can do, you know, hopefully soon. Um, yeah, you're, you had you had Australia, New Zealand, man. You had, you're right. You had some some good plans there for. There's a whole six, section of those that can be done, but you really have done. You've really done a lot, though, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, understand. My guess in 2021 or 2022 now. Yeah, but it's fun. Like you said, these are these are fascinating. I, I know that that um, you know between between those and just uh, countries, you know, you've been to so many countries and um, you know, those are, that's really, that's for another show. Cause we could go on and talk okay. about 
<laughs> That's for another show for sure. Uh, everybody take a break. Does that mean I get another beer? Yeah, you can go get another beer. All right. Yeah. Have it all. Uh, yeah, there you go. Hey, there you go. He's got another beer going just for that. But yeah, there's um, going to the different countries is, is, you know, you've had such great experience getting to other countries. You've had, um, you know, we talked about all the continents. You know, we did the show uh, last time about you know, Antarctica and that that trip down in, in not only just doing Antarctica, but doing that whole section. Uh, of 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 countries and that whole trip is fascinating but you know it's uh, people always say oh i want to go do it i want to go do it but i think there's times susan and i do you know, on a more of a micro scale we just decide you know if like we did all the counties in texas and a lot of people say well, well we want to go do it we want to go do it it's like we just decided it was time let's let's put in the time and effort and Go do it, and we had we had a ball. We did that last year, and we just had, you know, it, the, it it makes for so many great stories and memories when you kind of, you know, get past that point. And you know, Jesse has a friend, and they they can go on these crazy trips together, and they with their great memories. Jesse will have these great memories with uh, your buddy. Would you would y'all do one time? Y'all did. Oh, uh, we've done. Ours are typically like car camping trips, so it's kind of like ET, but over a longer distance. So, it's, it's uh, them, but, no showering. You know, obviously your your travels on a pretty big grand scale. Not everybody's doing that, but what it does show is whatever you can do in the game of geocaching, you can still find something fun. Like you've marked off a lot of the milestones, you know, and very. I, I know you consider yourself very fortunate to be able to do all those things, and everybody does it at a different scale, but even so you still have tons more things to do. There's, there's no end. You can find those things that are exciting, whether it's 113 countries or, you know, the counties around your state or wh whatever it is, or so, years, you know, there's something to do for everybody. The pandemic has really uh, been interesting because it's, it's focused me on a few local challenges. Uh, I've been working on the mass 351, which, for people outside of Massachusetts, it's getting one cache in each of the 351 towns of Massachusetts. And none of the caches have to be that difficult or whatever, but it's a lot of driving around and seeing places you have not been to and also never even heard of before. Uh, we have a Peru, Massachusetts. I never knew that. We have Mount Washington, Massachusetts. We have a Florida, Massachusetts. I don't know where that came from, but right. uh, that's been fun. I, I also set a personal goal of I'm trying to clear out Boston. And Boston, uh, you know, it, it's got 150 caches or so. And some of them are quite easy. And then we've got some out on islands in the harbor. We've got uh, all Bumble's uh, cat, uh, puzzles that uh, you know I will spend three weeks on. Uh, in fact, some of them I've spent eight years on because I started them before I moved down to Florida. Right. Kept them live on my spreadsheets and whatever, and now are you know finally getting them solved and uh, getting somewhere. And it even has a tree climb which is sixty feet up with no lower branches uh, that uh, a group of us did. Uh, seven years ago or so with arborist equipment and all that. So, um, yes, we, we can find the challenges uh, uh, throughout the world or we can just focus on our home area and uh, there are different ways to play the game. Absolutely. Um, all right. So before we wrap up tonight, I've got 
uh, and uh, Jesse, I'll let you um, sort of start formulating your final thoughts for the night. We're going to ask three questions. Actually, you got to give, you got to get all three of them correct to be in the drawing for either the coin or uh, we've got two path. Doug's got two path tags. We'll be given away, and so we'll have three winners. Um, but you're going to have to answer all three questions to be in the running to win one of those three prizes. So uh, the first one is, and again, we're, you don't have to, uh, the chat room, yeah, you don't, don't put the, the chat room yeah. you give everybody your chance away. So yeah, don't put, don't put an, don't answer this question on the show. You need to email us geocache talk at gmail.com. So make sure I point that out because, um, we want to. Uh, we're going to allow our audio listeners to get a shot at this as well. And so, um, the first one. I'm putting all three in the banner, so it'll just be a second. All right, three questions. So the first question is: The Freedom Trail Adventures ends near the Bunker Hill Monument in Boston. What hill is the monument on? That should be a simple question, right? Well, we'll see. That's question number one. And again, these will be also be in the show notes because in the the answers will be removed. I'll be careful. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> I've done that before. Left the, the people are pretty pretty slick. They just go check the show notes and find the answers. <laughs> answers will be removed, but you can still see the the questions in there. Uh, that's question number one. Question number two is: What is the most recent county souvenir? From HQ, country, uh, country. Yeah, I said county. Did I say county? Yeah, you can't do that, to geocachers. You know they'll get you. <laughs> what is the most recent country? There you go. Souvenir. My ears perked up. I thought I was going to get a new souvenir for uh, county. County souvenirs. Wait a minute. There'll be a lot of souvenirs. That's a lot of those. Yeah. Country souvenirs. And yes, Doug has the latest country. Souvenir. That's question two. Question three is how many countries has Doug found geocaches in? So there's your three questions. Uh, and then send us um, the answers to geocache talk at gmail.com. We will pick three winners and I'll get with Doug. We'll get the path tags and uh, the coin shipped off to our winners. So thank you for uh, listening and being um, on the, you know, listening and watching the show tonight. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, so let's kind of start to wrap up. Jesse, have you got any kind of final thoughts or things you want to ask uh, Doug before we wrap up? Yep, yeah. So obviously we talked about the Netflix and go watch that high score. It's awesome. Whether you're into video games or not, you'll still like it. Um, but I think it's interesting. I always like when we get to talk to you because you're into so many different things and you keep up your own website there with your goals. And we didn't even have time to get into it. We've mentioned it on a previous show, but, um, challenges are kind of like the thing that I love. I love challenges yeah. and you have those challenges. And what's one of the cool things that I, I want to encourage people to go and look at the site, the notes and it's in the notes, but not only do you have like the challenges and challenge checkers, which makes it super easy, but you have that leaderboard on there, which is such a cool concept and I know we don't have time to get into it today but the reason why I want to bring it up so go check it out everybody will see it and we've talked about it before 
the reason why I bring it up is because not only do you go and you travel and geocache, you're you're adding something back and making more fun for other people by doing that too. So it's just it's always fascinating to us, like we mentioned the souvenirs, what people spend their time doing as far as the game, right? You, you don't have to do any of that stuff and help other people, but you're doing it because it's fun for you to do that part too. And obviously, you know, it's it's you get enjoyment out of that too. But giving back and, and then following the souvenirs and that's why it's so fun to talk to people no matter what their skill level is in, in the game because they're always fascinated by something different. So that's just, that's refreshing also. On the Zoom calls with different uh, organizations inside of Boston trying to get permission to place caches, they keep on asking that question, what's in this for you? And I just say, you'll never understand. Uh, we all enjoy it. Yes. A um, couple things real quick. Um, the cutoff, I forgot to uh, thank you for mentioning that Fours Awakens. I did forget to mention that the cutoff for this will be Saturday midnight. Next Saturday will be the cutoff um, to send your answers in. So uh, September 26th midnight will be the cutoff. So get your answers in before that point. We will announce on the 27th who the winners were and we'll get in contact with them as well and no that is not the winner winner chicken dinner is not the correct if it's not we need to get that email immediately <laughs> winner winner chicken dinner at gmail.com if you send it there you probably aren't going to win because i don't have any access to that account so not yet not we'll yet show, though yep um so yeah send it to geocache talk at gmail.com um yeah uh, again Thank you, Doug, so much for being on. It's always it's always fun, and it's been it's always neat to hear the stories. Kind of like Jesse said, we, we all have different little areas that we have been involved with within the game, and it's always fun to hear some of the stories. So, thank you again for sharing some tonight. Well, it's my pleasure. As we all know, it's an amazing sport, uh, and we all find different ways to play it and find different ways to get excited about what we do and what numbers we keep and how we keep our stats and how we show our stats and whatever. So uh, it's great to share it. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Thanks again. And um, stick around for a minute and we're going to do the outro. Here we go. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight as well as our new format. Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching. There we go. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs>